Welcome to episode 85 of the Various and Sundry podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is about to start teaching the Greek alphabet. That's right. John Scott Sloat. I've already sent out the the song yeah. uh, for them to listen to. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're gleefully... Uh, uh, memorizing it. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So we're like a week away, basically, as we record this. Just over. yeah, a week, a week and a day. So I think yeah. classes start the 25th. So right. And your Greek class, actually, now your Greek class will start on that Wednesday. Yeah, on that Wednesday. Okay. All right. Are you fired up about that? I am. I'm very excited. 21 new uh, uh, eager Greek students. Yeah. Yeah. That should be good. Yeah. Looking. Looking forward to to having them. Be a part of the be a part of the learning process. Yes, entering the oldest form of liberal arts education I can imagine. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. So, are are you ready though? Because obviously, teaching Greek is like I don't know, fifteen percent content, forty um, percent counseling, fifty percent <laughs> uh, cheerleading, yeah. and the other what's that leave? Like thirty five percent counseling. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we're ready. Yeah, I think we're good to go. Yeah, isn't it isn't it interesting that um, just because of the different ways that people's minds are wired, that um, you, you every year you get students who are like, I'm a good student, but they're a little bit more like math, science, engineer oh, yeah. brained kind of thing, and they just the languages are just rough for them. They their brain doesn't click as well with languages, and then you get other students who. Um, are not necessarily maybe the strongest student in other courses, but like languages just kind of click in their yep. brain. It's wild. It is. It's it the is. great equalizer. <laughs> well, but it's also, as we've said at other points, um, it's in one sense, it's the manual labor mm-hmm. of of seminary education essentially is oh, the languages. Yeah. It's the manual labor. It's the – you got to put the work in. It's – not glamorous, typically. It's you know. Oh yeah, got to get the paper cuts from the flashcards. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, in any case, um, if you would like to connect with the show, there are multiple ways you can do this. Mm-hmm. We have made it as easy as possible on you. We are on Twitter at V and S Pod. We have an email address. I assume you're still checking that. Yeah, yeah, it comes to my phone, okay. so so I do okay. see it. Uh, most of the time, it's it's advertisers just like, "Hey, I love your podcast. <laughs> we would love, 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 love to advertise this. We think you would fit in our." And then in like bold letters, "Religion and spirituality," you know, or, yeah. or something like that. So <laughs> those are the emails that really come in the most. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate your selectivity in mm-hmm. in, in filtering those. Um, but that email address is variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Various and Sundry Podcast, on YouTube, Various and Sundry Podcast. And um, it's time for some real talk, John, because we've not had anyone leave us a review on the uh, podcast app on the Apple platform since June. It's been a, it's been a minute. It has. It's been a hot minute, as the kids say these days. Cu- so, a couple of months. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm not quite to the point where I'm, I'm going to beg, but I, I'm just throwing that fact out there hmm. and and waiting for someone's uh, conscience to be provoked to uh, go and 
fix that. So, yeah, somebody out there is 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 just the spirit dr- drowning is working in, yeah. on someone right now. They're drowning in guilt over the fact that they haven't totally. done it yet. They should have done it years ago. You know, yes. and now and now now is the time. It is it now is. is the time. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, well, let's talk a little bit about world of sports here, John. Um, what what I mean, the Olympics are done. Olympics are over. Football yeah. hasn't started. Well, well, real football. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, football that counts. Practice football is, is started. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, really about the only thing that's going on in any significant way, I'm not counting European professional soccer. Sorry. No. To our no. soccer contingent yeah. out there, you know. Yeah. But in any case, um, the, really the only thing going on is baseball. Yeah. Baseball's happening, but right that's now. not something you're eager to talk about today. Well, no, I'm I'm willing to take my lumps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the the Mets I think are one in nine in the month of, or one in ten now in the month of uh, August against teams not named the Nationals. Mm. So that's not yeah. good. What's the problem? Well, pitching, I, hitting, all the above. Um, a com- a combination. Uh, part of it is scheduling. So we ran. We're running into. So we had three games against the Dodgers, one one of the favorites to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Now we have three or four games against the Giants, another team favored to win uh, the the World Series. And then we have three more games against the Dodgers, and then another three or four games against the Giants. Yeah. So it's a tough it's a tough two week stretch. Yep. Um, so that's part of it. The other part of it is we're not healthy. You know, we have I think four or five starting pitchers on the IL. Okay. The bats aren't waking up like everybody wants them to. Uh, so uh, a, a cacophony of awfulness is really okay. what it is. Gotcha. Um, what about NBA Summer League? Do you watch any of this? I mean, you know, you got you got your boy Obi Toppin out there playing for the Knicks Summer League team. I think Quickly's playing too. Yeah, you I've seen any of this. I haven't watched. No, but I see the Knicks Twitter and they're they're hyping Obi Toppin's success. It's Summer League. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the biggest Kevin Knox was amazing in summer league. You know, he yeah. was he was considered the steal of the draft in summer league, and now he does he doesn't hardly play. Yeah, it, it does seem like it, it, I feel like this is more a function of ESPN and NBA TV needing programming content. Mm-hmm. That it seems like the last couple of years now they've, they've been said they've gone it. Yeah. all in on like. I mean, ESPN has been almost nonstop NBA summer league games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of those things where you're like, okay, I think we're just more aware of it because TV networks have decided, oh, yeah. hey, this is cheap content right here. And and it reaches a younger demographic than, say, right. baseball does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Um, and then what about NFL preseason here, John? Uh, your beloved J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 made their preseason debut, mm-hmm. which meant that your boy Zach Wilson was out there. Yeah, my favorite Mormon uh, uh, <laughs> beat the uh, beat the Giants. Which anytime we beat the Giants, it's a good day, yeah. you know, whether it's preseason or not. So he looked uh, uh, like a rookie, but a serviceable rookie. So okay. I think I think looked, you know, I think he was something like six for nine mm-hmm. for seventy five yards or something like that. It's like yeah, yeah, you know, that's a that's decent. Yeah, this was interesting though. I saw someone point out. Um, a little bit of a disparity between how his debut was covered and Trevor Lawrence's debut was covered, that basically they had very comparable stats, like okay. almost identical. And Trevor Lawrence was actually sacked on his first time he dropped back to pass. I think he 
It might have even had a fumble in there. It didn't turn it over but like recover, you know. But comparable in terms of numbers. And um, I saw two tweets from the same feed. I think it's like Pro Football Focus or something like that. And it kind of the way it spun the performance. Zach Wilson kind of struggles. Trevor Lawrence, you know, after like after the first play plays well or something like that. And you look at the numbers, it's like, but they're the basically they're basically the same. The same. You know, just funny to see the narrative come out. Oh of yeah, Trevor Lawrence is this you know golden child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Zach Wilson puts up the same numbers and, you know, it's uh, a little different story. But uh, SEC bias, Matt. Yeah, That's really what this is. Did you see – Or ACC bias, I yeah. should say. <laughs> Did you see Justin Fields' debut? I, I saw I, – I read some some articles that said he had a really good game. He did. He did. I'm telling you, uh, if the Bears don't mess him up, I think. Which, which there's a good chance there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Of course, the three teams we're talking about here, the Jets, the Bears, and the, the Jaguars, Jaguars are notorious for killing quarterbacks, right? Yeah. And it was Urban Meyer's debut as the coach of the Jaguars. The Jaguar. That's a hard word to pronounce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing you've seen some of the, the, the buzz in air quotes here of uh, Tim Tebow trying to play tight end and block. And he's not going to make the team, is he? No, no. It feels like a... Uh, something to take the spotlight off of Trevor Lawrence a little bit, to yeah. take the heat off. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to make the team in any case. Um, so yeah, uh, and then Ohio State kicks off in two weeks. Okay, and they've named they haven't named their starter. This is of a, a sort of kind of classic coach move. He came out uh, yesterday and basically said. Um, C.J. Stroud has separated himself from the other two competing. Okay, so which one is that? Is that the the is that the guy who graduated early and is now at Ohio State? For no, that's it? Quinn Ewers. Okay, okay, he he just he had his first practice yesterday. Okay, so okay. he's he's not in the mix for playing anytime soon. That's right. That's right. Like four or five weeks in, he could be. I think that's optimistic. I think okay. people radically underestimate. Um, the the challenges of learning an offense and being will he go the way of Tua Tagovailoa and come into the national championship game and will the team to a comeback victory? No, I I think he might get a few minutes in garbage time okay. this year because they changed the the redshirt rule where you can play up in up to four games hmm. and still get a redshirt that year. So they're going to find a way to get him in somewhere. Oh yeah, but. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm getting I'm getting excited. Who who are they playing opening opening weekend? Minnesota. Oh, okay. On the road, that's a decent game. I mean, yeah. Minnesota's a that's a that's a D one school. That's a that's a big school. It's a conference game too. Yeah, it's on the road. You know, freshman quarterback, well, redshirt freshman who uh, has never thrown a collegiate pass in a game. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. And then the next, then they so they open on Thursday night. Then that following Saturday, they play home against Oregon. Okay, that's a big game. Yeah, yeah. no, that's that's a better start to the schedule than I was anticipating. Yeah, yeah, they 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 do they do play. They have Tulsa on the schedule. So you oh know. boy, <laughs> are the Akron Zips on the schedule at all? Uh, Not this year. They might be. I, uh, no, I know Akron plays somebody from the Big Ten. I was looking at the other day. In any case. Um, but I am excited uh, to see you know some college football, to see stadiums, yeah. see the band. Like 
that's part of what makes college football great is the atmosphere. I think even though you're an NFL guy, you got to acknowledge that the atmosphere at college football games. Oh yeah, is, oh they're a lot of fun. Is just unique mm-hmm. compared to NFL games. NFL games just feel different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, looking forward to that. And um, yeah, and really, I mean, there's there's just no easy way to make to this make a next transition. transition yeah. Here. So we're just going to do it in a clunky fashion. Um, we we don't we don't intend on spending a ton of time on this because we're just you know not really sure what to say. But both you and I have just been um, saddened, yeah, grieved, frustrated, mm-hmm. um, just stunned by the developments in Afghanistan, even in the last week, yeah, since we recorded our last episode. So as we record now, um, the Taliban has officially essentially gained control of the capital. I guess there's some pockets of the country that are not under their control, but in all for all practical purposes, the Taliban is back in power. Yeah. Um, and just seeing the uh, the scenes of, I mean, I think it was yesterday, where you saw scenes of these Afghans desperate to get out of the country, running along a military transport mm-hmm. airplane as it's leaving the airfield there in Kabul and um, so desperate to try to get on that plane that they're like running alongside of it and then some of them like grabbed the landing – like the landing gear yeah. and hung on to it and then fell to their death when yeah. they couldn't hold on to it any longer. Um, but uh, just I, in some ways, this is one of those stories where you're watching history unfold before your eyes, and it's just deeply, deeply troubling. And in particular, the effect it has on believers mm-hmm. in Afghanistan. Yeah, and and I mean beyond believers, the the young men um, mm-hmm. who may only be twenty years old who, who uh, have not lived in an Afghanistan when there was Taliban control, right. you know, and um, are going to be faced with um, a persecution of some kind, whether it's whether it's to join uh, the Taliban or whether it's to be killed by the Taliban yeah. or, um, or, or, or the, the women of the country. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get too – I don't want to get graphic at all, but – just uh, what what they're about to go through um, in the wake of uh, uh, Taliban occupation, and um, uh, those are just those are just devastating things. Um, yeah. The Taliban does does not have a good track record of uh, treating those groups or or people that are unlike them uh, uh, well. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, neither of us are are political experts. Neither of us are foreign no. policy experts. But it sure seems like we could have done something better than what we did. Sure. Yeah. And again, I don't want to get into politics. I think there's plenty of blame to spread around lots of different people. Oh, yeah. So um, – but uh, it, it it is so discouraging to think about what potential impact this has on the advancement of the gospel in that country mm-hmm. as well as the – Physical safety of missionaries, pastors, um, and, and those who are 
identified as believers. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and you and I both <clears throat> have a a bit of a direct connection to a situation mm-hmm. that we can't talk about sure. on air here. But um, and I, if I remember correctly, I think we've had a couple of downloads, at least a few downloads from Afghanistan. Ooh, I'd have to check that. I, I believe so. I, I, I'm I think you're right. Sure. Yeah. And so, um, man, if that's if on the odd chance that you're still able to listen or um, you know uh, find your way to, to listening to the pod, we 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 want to be clear that that we are praying for mm-hmm. the country of Afghanistan. We're praying for believers in that country. We're praying for pastors, for missionaries, and um, as well as just for uh, for the country as a whole, that um, that God would show mercy um, to to people in all sorts of of difficult situations in that country. And again, there's one situation in particular that we're aware of that is heavy on our hearts uh, because of a personal connection. So, um, but I came across an article, and you probably have seen this too, John. An article on the Nine Marks website. Yeah, I saw that. Where a um, either a pastor or a missionary from from within the country reached out to someone who's a pastor in UAE. Yeah, I think, United Arab Emirates. Yeah, uh, asking for pr- prayer, uh, and basically, I mean, they highlighted three ways that that the people can pray, and I think that uh, you know these are going to seem obvious, but. Um, they're necessary. Yeah, and need, and need to be stated. Yeah, Absolutely. and so and we'll post a link we, in mm-hmm. the show notes to this. Uh, first, pray for physical protection and provision. You've got people literally hiding for, for their lives mm-hmm. because the Taliban has already identified them as uh, either a pastor or a missionary, and sent threatening letters of "We know who you are and what you do," and you we're know, coming. We're coming for you. Yeah. Uh, you and, and and praying for spiritual provision that in the midst of that terror of living in that fear, understandable fear, mm-hmm. that believers would experience God's peace and comfort mm-hmm. and encouragement, um, and even just wisdom. There, there's just how do you make decisions about you know hiding, running, fleeing, like like staying, all those sorts of things. Yeah. It's just it's just difficult. And third, uh, pray for the advancement of the gospel. Mm-hmm. That God does uh, He does work in mysterious ways, and um, perhaps God would choose to advance the gospel even in the midst of such overwhelming fear and concern that that those who have never known Christ would come to Christ through yeah. this, uh, despite the great risk of being a follower of Jesus in that country right now. Yeah, I, I did uh, check our downloads in the last ninety days. We've we've had a couple downloads from from that country, from yeah, Afghanistan. So um, again, yeah. if if that's you and you're listening in country, please know we're praying for you. Um, ready to move on to our our main? Yeah, topic. yeah, another yeah. another hard to transition. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, we're not foreign policy experts, and um, you but, know, but we're human beings. You know, we are. There, there, there's, and, uh, and these are our brothers and sisters yeah. in the Lord. And as as part of our spiritual family, we we grieve with you, we grieve for you, and we um, we will pray that God will do only what what He can only do. So, 
Uh, speaking of the church, our main topic for today is we're going to talk about uh, live streaming. Mm-hmm. Now with the pandemic um, in the phase that it's in, let's put it this yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's hard to talk. It's, it's, this it's, is like I'm, trying to nail Jello to the wall, trying to find words to describe yeah, this, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, when the pandemic started and uh, restrictions were in place that prevented churches from gathering physically, uh, many, most churches probably yeah, at I think, some level I think most, yeah. moved to some form of live streaming. Mm-hmm. And other churches had already been doing this. Sure, you know, yeah. But uh, it was sort of this or nothing for for many churches. And so there was the mad dash, the scramble to figure out how to do this, get the tech in place and – Figure know, out Facebook Live, figure yeah, out figure YouTube out, Yeah, that's Live, not going to work. Yeah. Figure out YouTube or like you know whatever you, you ended up using. So uh, again, props to all the pastors and church folk who had to figure that out. And became a tech expert overnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt we're Googling endlessly. How do I do mm-hmm. this? What do I need for this? Uh, but now here we are a year later, more than a year later. More, yeah. And um, I'd say probably most churches are back in some form of in-person gathering of some kind. I think so. I it, think most is fair, don't you? Um, most. I, I think most. Um, I think it varies by region of our country or mm-hmm. other countries. Like I don't think, I don't think churches in Australia, for instance, are back to meeting yeah, in person. That's yet. fair. I was thinking about um, about our uh, U.S. context. Mm-hmm. But um, by the way, did you see in New Zealand? This is a side note. I saw the BBC article this morning. Yeah. If this is what you're referencing. Like, yeah, one, they, they have they had one confirmed case of COVID. And the whole country goes. And the lockdown. whole country is shutting down, like yeah. for like three or four, three days or seven days or something like that. Just interesting. Anyway, um, most churches here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. back to meeting in person, and and really that's the context of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're we're really not talking about context where live streaming is really your only option at this point, which we would get behind certainly if, right. if you're you know on lockdown or there's there's something going on and all you right. can do is live stream. We would certainly be behind that. Exactly. Yeah. Something that that something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in our American context, it's interesting. Uh, do you continue now if your if your church is back in? Uh, meeting in person and, um, you know, do you continue to live stream? Mm-hmm. And uh, part of what prompted this topic was, uh, I mean, we've been thinking about this. Our own church has kind of thought through this and wrestled oh, yeah. through this. But I think part of what brought it to prominence was uh, Colin Hansen wrote uh, an opinion piece in the New York Times, which is an interesting place to have that. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's and Colin Hansen, of course, uh, Gospel Coalition editor. Does, yeah, does he edit like the blog? That. I mean, it, it feels like he writes four or five articles a week on. Uh, he has some position of oversight within the Gospel Coalition universe, and <laughs> so. But to see his name pop up on like New York Times was was wild. Yeah, um, just just a little crazy. Yeah, so he wrote an article. Um, Entitled, uh, What We Lose When We Live Stream Church. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the things that were kind of big takeaways from this for you as you you read through this? 
I mean, I mean, I found myself self in violent agreement with him violent. On, um, <laughs> on, on a lot of things, right? I, I mean, uh, you know, he says Christians need to hear babies cry. They need to see the reddened eyes of friends across the aisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this going to church on Sunday is about hearing God's word preached. Don't don't, don't get me wrong and, and worshiping that creator. But that's not the only thing it's about. Uh, it's also about uh, seeing friends, catching up, engaging, mm-hmm. yeah. asking about life, seeing one another, knowing one another's struggles. And that's a bit harder to do uh, in a virtual context. I, I'm willing to say it's impossible. Okay. <laughs> or just something short of yeah. impossible. And um, yeah, I think uh, I think part of the reason we wanted to talk about this is that it, it, that Colin's article resonated with a lot of our own thoughts on mm-hmm. on on live streaming. Um, so I, I think I, I will say, you know, if you want to, I think there's a place for it in certain circumstances, like a global pandemic, like a, or <laughs> where it's where you you are. Prevented from meeting in person. Sure. Yeah. I, or um, I could even see it being useful uh, to send a private link, so not a public link, but a private link of a live stream to uh, shut-ins uh, in your church. Or, or even as we continue to uh, stumble down the road that is COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for, for those that are really compromised in, in their immune system and, and, you know, it's, it's dangerous for them to go out. Yeah. Uh, they, for those people, I, th- I think this could be a solution to uh, being able to do some gathering together. Sure. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's fair. Um, I think uh, beyond that, though, and, and this is this is a point that that Hansen makes in the in the article, is that when this when this started, you had some folks who were like, "This is the next revolution." <laughs> This is the this is the next wave of church. Yeah. That um, this is going to be the end all and be all mm-hmm. of that, and uh, that's obviously I think uh, a little much. Mm-hmm. And Hanson points out I think some of the significant um, problems that come with only experiencing church in a uh, in a live stream context. In fact, he he more or less kind of says that's not really church. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it's just not church. Church is more than just watching someone preach God's word, or even listening to the music and singing along at home. That's that's uh, not quite the same as actual embodied presence with other believers. Yeah, yeah, and r- rubbing shoulders, uh, you know, uh, catching up with somebody in the in the lobby after church, or you, yeah. you know, th- those things um, are. Incredibly important to, to to know names, to know faces, to to uh, be interconnected is is a big part of of going to a local body, going to a local congregation. Um, yeah. on a Sunday morning. Yeah, um, one of the points that that Hanson makes is that um, live streaming, uh, he calls it, is a little is more than a little too convenient. Yes. Um, you don't even need to watch your own church's service. You can drop in on the church across town you've always wondered about or even the church on the other side of the country or in a different country. Why visit any churches in person before you've at least watched uh, several online? Why bother with any one church at all? Watch the sermon over here, the music over there, 
change it up the next week or skip a week or two. No one will notice the blip in the analytics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think I think I think those are excellent points. Uh, I think the other part that I think I certainly felt during the pandemic is, boy, this is wonderfully convenient to lay in bed on Saturday or Sunday morning, make myself some coffee, plop myself on the couch with a with a cup of coffee and a muffin, unshowered, and and <laughs> and and uh, taking taking a taking a service, you know. Yeah. That was convenient. Yeah, there was a part of that that was enjoyable. Um, but I think recognizing that uh, that was a temporary measure, and well, and recognizing how much harder it is to stay actively engaged in that, mm-hmm. right? Because now it feels like it's just another version of watching Netflix or watching something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when, when when those worlds just kind of merge, you know, like even when I think when I watch uh, a show or a movie or something like that, like I often am doing other things. Sure. You know, yeah. I, I'm checking email or I'm working on some other things that – and then the show is on in the background. You know, those habits easily bleed over into I'm sitting on my living room couch and I'm like – this just feels like I'm watching TV right now. Yeah. Even if the content is great and even if, you know, that's no criticism of of the people putting it together in terms of doing the worship or the sermon. It's just the, the medium through which you're experiencing it um, undercuts the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And I think um, beyond that, it is um, – it, it misunderstands the nature of the church. Mm-hmm. I mean we are people who are – convinced of the centrality of the preaching of God's word, that everything in some way should revolve around God's word in the worship service, whether it's the singing, whether it's the praying, whether it's the preaching, um, whatever we're doing has some sort of um, connection to the word. But there's just something about being not physically present Mm -hmm. that disengages you from what's going on. And – I just know for me that was that was difficult. I, I I I remember numerous times coming away from live streaming a service and just feeling like, did I really connect with God at all in the midst of that? Yeah. Like, as opposed to being physically with other believers in a room, singing, worshiping, hearing God's word, conversing, all those kinds of things. I uh, I had the thought reading this article, and I'm. I'm um, he he didn't bring this up, but it's hard not to think about Neil Postman's "Amusing Ourselves to Death." Sure, uh, when when this comes up, and if you've never read Neil Postman's "Amusing Ourselves to Death," wonderful. It was written in '84. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but prophetic in many. Oh ways. my goodness, small p prophetic. Yes, <laughs> yes. That and, and the basic thesis is the medium is the message. So the, mm-hmm. what you communicate through um, is the message you're trying to communicate, and to communicate in his uh, his thought on television was that this is entertainment. Yeah. Uh, this is something to be consumed. Uh, this is something to be enjoyed. Yeah. And this uh, was before the internet. Before the internet, yes. And obviously smartphones. Yes. I mean, you can only imagine what he yes. would think in, in this context. Um, but and, and part of his prescription was we need to get back to the written word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he doesn't mean the scriptures necessarily by right. that. But I, but I think we could certainly imply that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so I, I know, 
I was very encouraged when our pastor announced that we were discontinuing the live streaming yeah. as of the end of July, I think, right? Is when we stopped. I think so, yeah. Um, now, we're still recording services that were, that are being posted online on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a one-day delay. I think there's a one- or two-day delay, yep. And, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good – I think there is a there's a place for putting content online, mm-hmm. and I think there there can be some some helpful aspects of that. But um, I'm glad to see we're taking away the live streaming piece of that. And I mean, I don't know how you feel about this. I think I think we probably have similar thoughts on this. But in some ways, this is just an extension of the kind of multi-site conversation, right? Where you mm-hmm. had these big churches. I mean, you had Driscoll doing it. You had Piper doing it. Yeah. Where you had multiple campuses, but the preacher would preach physically in one location, but have have it live streamed into these other sites. So you had people gathered watching on the screen uh, a pastor preaching a text. Yeah. Or or in some churches, I remember uh, when when the multi-site was really big. It was on a week delay, so they didn't have to worry about the internet going out and stuff like that. They would just video it, burn a DVD, and send it to the church for the next week across, yeah. you know, the, the other campus across town. They were just a week behind sure. the main campus or whatever. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm more of a fan of a flesh and blood preacher who you know. Uh, who yeah. who recognizes you at the grocery store? Uh, who right. who is able to know you by name? Who, yeah. who at some level knows what's going on in your life? Uh, yeah. Somebody, if you have that uh, person, that's that's a much mm-hmm. better person than than a guy on a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's one of the things I've always appreciated about um, Capitol Hill Baptist and and Mark Devers Church. Um, they they could if they did multiple services. And um, decided to add on to their building. Yeah, they could put a lot more uh, people in that in that in that church, but they are committed to this is the size of church we are. Now we will plant, and they train and they disciple, but um, they will get uh, they they will get uh, when they get to a certain, when when they max out they they raise up they plant, and they're committed to that. And I think that's a great model for so many reasons. Yeah. And one of them is that it helps undercut the celebrity pastor um, curse mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, that evangelicalism is uh, is under in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes I, I mean, I think I'm okay with more than one service uh, personally, but, uh, but I do like the model of, my goodness, we got to raise up uh, more churches out of our congregation. Absolutely. Yeah, I think multi-service is 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 a very different thing than establish a campus and and pipe the uh, pipe the guy in the yeah. guy in through the internet. Yeah, that's that that feels pretty different. To he me. is the brand, though, Matt. He is the brand. <laughs> yeah. Um, in any case, anything <laughs> else on on this live streaming subject? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Uh, at some point, we have talked about coming back and talking about technology in general. I think yeah. that I think that'd be a good topic for us to talk about just how how should we as Christians think big picture about technology 
and the influence it has on us, the good, the bad, the ugly, et cetera. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll circle back to that at some point. But we are at episode 85, so we need an athlete. John, who do we got? Well, can we break some news first? <laughs> sure. Uh, I just got a notification on my phone that ba, 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 ba. there we go. Um, Timothy Tebow has been cut by what? the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who could have seen that coming? I know. <laughs> we definitely didn't talk about. We definitely didn't talk about it twenty minutes ago. For yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, if only I had said sources close to the Jaguars informed me yeah. that Tim Tebow's on the way out. So, who could have predicted that? Okay. Um, wait. You know what? Is this eighty-five or eighty-six? What number was Tebow wearing? For the Jaguars. Didn't you have a picture up just I there? I did. Oh, it's gone. I think he was wearing 85. Are we at 85? Or we are on episode 85. Are we? Yes. I, su- I suppose you're right. <laughs> I swear. I, the, Hold on. You, Let me you, pull you up. You showed it to me just quickly while, while I was talking. I'm almost certain. I, I, I mean, if, if he's episode if, – if, if he was number 85 – I mean, Let's see. we got a little kismet going here, a little radio magic happening in our midst. What day did he, what day did the Jaguars play? I'm looking up the, um, the box score. They played Saturday, right? Yeah, there it is. There it is. They lost to the Browns. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. They didn't look very good. I saw chunks of that game. I'm pretty sure he was wearing 85. You you, you sort that out, and I'll start reading through our our oh my athletes here. He didn't have a kit. Well, yeah, I don't think he showed up on the stats. <laughs> okay, so while you're looking at that, I, I will go through our athletes here. Uh, for episode 85, uh, Jack Youngblood was, what a name. A, was a defensive end. It's an interesting number for, for a defensive end. Uh, for the Rams from 71 to 84, uh, a, a pretty dominant player back in the DAY. Um he was a guy who uh, I remember him playing against the Steelers and uh, in the Super Bowl. So you you are you are now able to confirm he wore eighty five. Yeah, <laughs> he wore eighty five. Radio magic right here. Ladies oh and my goodness! Right here. So um, I mean, I guess we should at least read through the rest of the athletes, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, sure. Antonio Gates played tight end for the Chargers from 2003 to 2018. There was a time when he was dominant. Yeah. yeah he was absolutely. unstoppable. And then uh, for our Ohio contingent, Chad oh Ocho Cinco. Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson, yeah, who leg- I think legally changed Legally his changed his name to Ocho, Ocho Cinco. Cinco. Yeah. And I think uh, played in – uh, last I heard was playing in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, he's bounced around a little bit looking for a paycheck. Um, and has, he's probably shown up on reality TV somewhere, right? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think him and Tara Lowens had a had a reality show together. <laughs> which there might just be too much ego for one show. Uh, there. Yeah, it, it, if there's two people less qualified to talk about reality, yes, it's yes, probably yes, Chad yes. Ochocinco. Yes, and absolutely. And then uh, – so he was with the Bengals from 2001 to 2011 but bounced around after that. And then for Ohio State, Mike Nugent, Nuge. Drafted by the Jets. Drafted by the Jets and partially ruined by them. Uh, kicker from 2001 to 2004, All-American. It uh, was the Lou Groza winner. Yeah, he bounced around the league for a while. Kickers do though. Yeah. Like it's pretty rare. Like Vinatieri was an, ex- uh, an exception. Like he was – 
with the Patriots for for a chunk, a long chunk. Oh yeah, and then he was with the Colts, and then that was it, kind of thing. I don't think he played for anybody else. Like, no, I think he just retired like last year. Pretty maybe. rare for a kicker to only end up playing for one or two teams that have that long of a career. So, well, John, who are we going to go with? I mean, has 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 God's providence dropped into our lap? Tim your, Tebow. your least favorite Christian athlete. Oh in my Tim goodness! Um, well, he was on campus here one time. <laughs> um, and did you try to work your magic to get a personal meet and greet there? No, I did not. That was when he was with the Mets too. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember reflecting. I was sitting with a bunch of RDs in the back of the of the of uh, our the gymnasium. Mock. Yeah, that we were in, and I just remember looking up at him, and he had on like this kind of like he had on a hoodie, but it was clearly like a. $200 hoodie. Yeah. And I'm like, I can see abs through the hoodie. <laughs> Never seen abs through a hoodie. Yeah. It was wild. And it was like, he, he came in like February, right before he was supposed to report to the Mets, I think, for a uh, He was already supposed to report, <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> and I was see. a little salty about that. Okay. Well, probably worked out better for the Mets anyway. I mean, I think his car almost got towed here. Like, I think he, he got a rental and just... Park parked. wherever he wanted. Yeah, and, and the police came out, whose rental is this? You know, yeah. and, and nearly towed it away before they realized it was, That'd have been it was funny. Tim Tebow's car. So, so, so who do you want to go with? I'll defer to you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, you, you got to give me something here. Antonio Gates was dominant. He was. For a, for a long time. But I mean... <laughs> the moment. The moment. The moment. Seems to like just beg, doesn't it? I don't think so. But <laughs> but, but 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 you 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 do what you like. You know, I'm I'm deferring. I'm deferring. All right, Tim Tebow. It is, folks. Timothy, I'm going in. Timothy. Timothy. Did we pick him for 15 as well? No. No. Okay. No. I just I just want to make sure. No, you wouldn't no, have allowed that. No double dippers on the <laughs> – No, you you would not have allowed that. All right, John, one thing you liked. Uh, my sister-in-law is in town this week, so uh, Kara is here. So that was – it was a joy to see her last night. Okay. She's a Duke University student, so grad, graduate yeah. student. Yeah. A Duke basketball fan? Does she care about sports? Um, well, she, she won the Big Ten in cross country uh, for Butler. Uh, when she was there, That's so right. uh, that doesn't mean she cares about she, but like but watching all, the, all that to say yeah. no, I don't think she cares about <laughs> watching sports. Yeah. Um, okay. Excellent. Yes, I I, I met Kara. That's right. As part of the wedding process yeah, there, yeah. and she she seems like a lovely young woman. So glad that you got to connect with her. Um, and obviously freakishly smart, mm -hmm. being at, at Duke in a graduate program in some sort of. Something with fr fruit flies of some kind, yeah. 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 Doing doing ex fertility, I think fruit fly fertility or so, yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. So for me, uh, my one thing I liked is I've uh, started rereading the Chronicles of Narnia. Nice. Where are you at? And so, what order are you? Well, I'm doing the publication order. Ooh. So um, I am in the fourth book that came out, The Silver Chair. Okay. That's where I'm at right now. So. Um, and it's, I'm not sure I've read those since being a kid. And so it's fun to see more of the biblical allusions mm -hmm. come out in the context of that. Um, and so uh, – and you can tell – I mean 
it's not to me on the same level of of story as obviously Lord of the Rings, sure, uh, or even Harry Potter. I think you know. I, it feels like this is aimed at a lower level of kid than those. Those seem like kind of like early teen kind of target. Oh yeah, uh, of audience there, and this feels like elementary school kids, but but stretching them to some degree. Mm-hmm. But what's great is Lewis does a nice job of, you know, lots of things are going to go past the kid as he's hearing it read or reading it. But the adult who's familiar with the Bible is going to catch things that, oh, yeah. that the kid won't. So that was my one thing I liked. Well, I it's think been a heck of an episode. It's been a strange episode, a whole range of emotions yeah. um, and topics. So um, we uh, will continue to uh, encourage people to pray for uh, Afghanistan as we did early in the episode. And um, – We talked about uh, live streaming and why it's the sign of the end times. Um, Or maybe not. Maybe a little bit too much there. But (laughs) um, we talked about athletes and God dropped into our lap. Oh, my goodness. An athlete for episode 85. And uh, talked about catching up with family, Chronicles of Narnia. And so I think uh, by definition covered our various and sundry topics and are ready to call mission accomplished? I think so, yeah. All right, so all at this point that's left to say is the Lord bless y'all real good. Later. Later.